Good morning, Grace City. And thank you, worship team, for that wonderful worship this morning. Grace City, we are in the fifth week of our series entitled On Set. The first two weeks, James helped us to understand that we're moving from trouble to triumph. Bob came back in week three and four and told us that James is calling us to the Father of life and to be incredible hawk or incredible Christians. But this week we moved to chapter two, and in chapter two, James is telling his audience that we're called to the ministry of impartiality. So here, let's hear the scripture, verses one through four this morning, James two, verse one through four. My brothers and sisters, believer in the glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes and poor man in filthy old clothes also come in. He says, if you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and says, here goes a seat for you. But you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thought? Verse 1. My brothers and sisters, believers in our Lord, glorious Lord Jesus, must not show favoritism. I want to talk this morning on the ministry of impartiality. In an article uh, in Psychology Today, a lady by the name of Dr. Ellen Weber Libby argues that favoritism or partiality does exist even when it comes to parenting. She argues that admitting you have a favorite is not taboo parenting, but not admitting it is. She argues that the problem is not admitting, but denying what is obvious to everyone becomes very disturbing for a family. She pushes this and says, research already says that the vast majority of parents admit that they have a child that they prefer or receive special treatment, and still parents have a hard time admitting that they have favor over one. I remember my parents used to say, I don't have favorites, I just love them different. <laughs> each child and each parent is independent and it is perfectly natural that giving a child and giving a parent have a special resonance. But in other words, being partial is a part of human makeup, which says impartiality is not something that comes natural, it is something uh, that come, that we have to work on or practice. Partiality is the practice of giving unfair parental, preferential treatment to one person or group at the expense of another. The concept of partiality may be related to our own ideas of who is most in need or what we think who's most deserving or our support based on a set morals or values or ethics. But I'm so glad that our God is impartial. Paul puts it this way in Galatians. He says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For we all of you were baptized into Christ. Clothe yourselves with Christ. For there's neither Jew or Gentile, neither slave nor free, male nor female. You are all one in Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seen heirs according to the promise. 
In other words, in Christ, there is no partiality. Oftentimes when we think of God's nature, we refer to his holiness, his righteousness, his omnipresent, his omnipotence, uh, his omniscient, his immutable, his external, eternal, his grace, his love, his mercy, he's faithful, he's good. But another one of his attributes is that God is absolutely impartial. God is not like people. He's not partial towards us based on looks and ranks and clothing and ethnicity or social status, personality, intelligence, wealth, power, what car you drive or what house or neighborhood you live in. It is the call of God that his church and his people would be impartial. But God knows this is not something that is natural. I know God knows it's not natural because in 1 Samuel verse 16, they were trying to pick a king and, and Samuel went to pick the king and God disrupted him. He says, Samuel, don't be partial now. Don't look at the outward appearance. He says, God looks at the heart. He says, man, he, he, now the man is partial, but God is impartial. Well, this is where we are in the text this morning. James is addressing the concept of partiality or favoritism. He's admonishing those who are judging and discriminating based on a worldly advantage. He begins by addressing them as brethren or brothers and sisters, indicating that he's speaking out of love as fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. In other words, I'm not judging you on what what, or, or to harm you. I'm addressing you because I love and care about you. I want what's best for you. James is saying that we should not be partial people based on the external. We should not judge people or look at people based on external circumstance. For James, when one does this, it is a denial of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because our salvation was based, was based on God's not looking externally, but it was based on our salvation through God's grace and through God's love. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that it is by grace that we've been saved, through faith. This is not from ourselves. It is the gift of God that none of us can boast. Isn't it amazing that Peter is an example of a religious leader who struggled with partiality, yet he, yet the same one in Scripture that is known for denying Christ three times. And James says, to be partial is a denial of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says to look at people based on partiality, based on status, race, ethnicity, religious background, is a denial of Christ. <laughs> I wonder how many of us are guilty of denying Christ by looking at people with a partial eye. James is saying to the person who is in faith, we should not behave in this manner. James gives a beautiful example, a beautiful illustration. He says, he says two strangers coming to in a church meeting. One stranger has all the trappings of wealth and get ushered into a nice seat. The other person is poor and has nowhere to stand and has to squat down. And the reason why is because of position, 
because of their status, because of their appearance. They are partial towards the one that is wealthier. James is telling them that, that, that we cannot function in this way. We have to function out of the ministry of impartiality. The poor entering the gathering is just as important as those with fewer, with, with fewer source resources. Jesus is actually saying to us that we have to live an impartial life. We have to grow our capacity to be impartial. Matthew 15, Jesus addressed this very thing. He says, there are sheeps and there are goats. And then he says, the king will say to those at his right, come and be blessed by my father. Take your inheritance in the kingdom for in the sense of creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was a prisoner and you visited me. Jesus says, and the king says, truly I tell you, whatever you do for the least of these, you've done also for me. James, as well as Jesus, makes it clear that the division and separation of partiality is not the heart of God. But God's heart is oneness of those who are poor, those who are rich, those from different backgrounds. It is the heart of God that we are all one in his kingdom. James called us to the ministry of impartiality. How do you know if you're operating out of the ministry of impartiality, Grace City? You know you're moving in the ministry of impartiality when our relationship with one another is non-discriminatory. When we do not discriminate with one another. James says in verse 3, If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say there is good seat for you, but says to the poor man, you stand here and sit on the floor by, the, by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves? James is showing that there is partiality. That partiality can move towards discriminating. This partiality is not just apparent having favorites. But this can actually graduate to discrimination. And in the text, this was something that's very real in this time period that the Jerusalem Jews and the Gentile Jews were treated differently and they had this discrepancy and the ones that were more wealthier were treated better than the ones who were poor. And James is saying and is addressing this and saying this is not how we function in the body of Christ. Uh, there should be no unfair prejudice or distinction inside of the body. Not based on race, age, sex. He says, this, this, in a body of Christ, we should be non-discriminatory. It should be non-discriminatory. James says, in the body of Christ, we should not discriminate based on status, based on privilege, based on appearances. That we are all one in Christ. We have to grow to the ministry of impartiality. James says we have our tendency to be partial, but our impartiality has to be the thing in our lives that, that 
is non-discriminatory. James is calling the audience to be impartial. James and James says the faith community should, you know that it's true impartial when we're non-discriminatory. But the second thing we see is the faith community is non-judgmental. Look at verse 3 again. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but says to the poor man, you stand there and sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become a judge in evil thoughts? He pushes this idea, again, of non-discriminatory and non-judgmental. He does something, this idea of being uh, judgmental, uh, the psychologist Carl Barks, uh, psychotherapist, I mean Carl Rogers, psychotherapist, made a whole theory about being non-judgmental. He says, in his theory, that when you sit down with someone and the person is non-judgmental and you listen, the person will discover change by you sitting down and listening one to another. He, the, he, this, he tagged this as the Vargarian method. Well, the reality, Grace City, all of us are called to be non-judgmental. And one of the problems we have in the body of Christ is that when we sit down with one another, we have a difficulty listening with non-judgmental eyes, which is the reason why we don't have real change in the body of Christ. Maybe because we're so judgmental that 11 o'clock Sunday morning is the, it's still the most segregated time in America. You know, Peter, the bishop of the Lord's church, struggled with this thing of impartiality. Peter was partial to the Jews, and Paul had to pull him up and address his partiality, calling his actions hypocrisy, letting him know that your partiality is not aligned with the actions of Christ. Peter, in his epistle, actually corrected this and wrote on being impartial. Listen, Grace City, the call of the body of Christ, we are called to the ministry of impartiality. But when we, the church becomes a place that's judgmental, when the church becomes a place where people are discriminated, God calls, James calls this evil. It is important that you and I understand that we are called to the ministry of impartiality. Listen to Peter's words as he's matured in this area. He says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he was who called you holy, so to be holy all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on the Father who judges each person, work impartially and live out your time as a foreigner where in reverent fear. The word impartial here, Grace City, in the text means to lift the face. It means to lift it. It, means, it translates not to judge according to appearance, according to status, according to race. All of us are called to the ministry of impartiality. And I believe the better we grow in the ministry of impartiality, the more diverse our churches will be. 
the more unity we will have in our church, the more power we will have in our churches. James is very clear. When we're partial and it graduates to discrimination and judgmental, we are now, he calls it evil. And we cannot have that in the body of Christ. 